Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war listening to Nurses Out Loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton. Before we get started today, I do want to encourage our listeners, if you have questions or comments, or perhaps you want to share your own experiences with what you are seeing on the front lines of healthcare, you can submit those to any of the hosts by visiting americaoutloud.com forward slash nurses out loud. From there, you can select the name of the nurse you'd like to direct it to from our drop down menu. We would love to hear from you. We encourage all of you to engage in the battle and find your voice in this fight. But until you are able to do that, we will continue to be that voice for you. So for the show today, I am going to do things a little differently. I typically have a guest, so it's been a while since I have just really spent some time talking to all of you. And I felt like now is a good time to do just that. Recently, I had published a Substack article. And in that article, I had opened up about some very personal trials that I've been going through. And I have to tell you, I have been so humbled by the just the sheer amount of people who have reached out to me through email, text on social media, just thanking me for sharing my story, you know, and telling me how much it had inspired and encouraged them. Now, if you're not uh, already subscribed, you can visit uh, nursefreedomnetwork.substack.com. You can get signed up for that. It is a free subscription. However, we do have a paid option as well, uh, which is just $7 a month. And this is a great way to support the work that we are doing. 100% of those proceeds from our Substack goes directly towards funding the mission of Nurse Freedom Network. And I do greatly appreciate that support. But uh, since my story seemed to resonate with so many, I decided to go ahead and create an episode around that to share it with all of you. This is no doubt a much broader audience than my uh, Substack subscribers. So um, I hope that all of you listening today will be able to find some value in it as well. The past three years have been challenging. It's been challenging for all of us. No one has escaped unscathed. To some degree, we have all lost. Reflecting on these losses at times can be overwhelming. In a short period of two years, I had given up my home, my career, my financial security, and my marriage. Now, many will argue that I chose to willingly walk away from all of the above. And while this is true, it doesn't lessen the burden. The weight is the same. Still, there have been many who have suffered losses far greater. But for those of you who have been following along, you know that I had come out to Texas a couple of months back. I had traveled to Houston, San Antonio, Austin, and then I finally ended up just outside of Galveston, Texas. 
Dr. Urso, who uh, all of you or most of you know, uh, has a home out here, and he was so kind to offer to let me to stay for a few days, uh, stay here for a few days. And um, it was here that I felt something I hadn't felt in quite some time. I was feeling an overwhelming sense of peace. I stayed here for a week, and you know, for the first time in nearly a year, I had actually been able to sleep through the night. Many people don't realize it because I don't often speak of it, but I am dealing with some unresolved trauma. I nearly lost my life this past July. In fact, if not for the Lord's intercession, as I yelled out with what little breath I had left in my body, begging for him to save me, I would not be here. I am convinced of that. I won't hash out all of the details except to say that this was a tragedy and it was one that I had never in a million years seen coming. We never expect that that someone who has loved us through so much would ever or could ever bring harm to us. There was no pattern of abuse. No one could have foreseen what occurred. You know, in this situation, I gave forgiveness. I wouldn't be able to give much more than that, but I was able to give forgiveness. I gave grace that I never imagined I would be capable of. And I'm grateful that I was able to do so. In the grand scheme of things, the forgiveness, that was the easy part. The forgetting would be challenge. He faced legal consequences for his actions, and rightly so. However, if not for my grace, these would have been far worse. The dissolution of our marriage was an absolute certainty. There was never any question. And if I'm being honest, the dissolution occurred long before the tragedy. In hindsight, Holding on past that point is likely what contributed to it. Now, let me be very clear here. I don't reveal any of these things to shame my ex-husband. I forgive him with my entire being. God forgives him. I just pray that one day he will be able to forgive himself. He's worthy of that. He's been sober now for nine months. I'm so proud of him for that. It is never too late to give your life over to God. His grace is sufficient. I ask that all of you will extend your prayers to him as well. He needs them, right now more so than ever. And I'll share more about that um, later on in the show. I just think it's really important that we tell our stories. This is not easy for me to share. It wasn't easy for me to write that article and it was even more difficult for me to come on here and record this episode. But I feel like it's important that we do so. Adversity is the writer of some of the most beautiful compositions. We should never be afraid to share our stories. 
In my article, I included the quote, one day you will share your story of how you overcome, overcame, sorry, what you're going through now, and it will become part of someone else's survival guide. This is so true. Whenever we have an opportunity to inspire and encourage, we should do just that. What are we even here for, if not to help one another through? And if we're not doing that, then what are we fighting so hard to achieve? I tried to push past that incident as if nothing had happened. In my mind, I kept trying to downplay the severity of what had taken place. I just kept telling myself, oh, maybe it wasn't so bad. Maybe I was overreacting. You know, I threw myself into my work, full steam ahead. I was on a mission after all, right? There was no time to deal with this. And it almost seemed to work for me. My closest friends who knew all of the details, they couldn't believe how well I was handling it. Outwardly, I seemed largely unaffected. That night, though, when I was alone in my house, that's when it would hit me the hardest. When I couldn't get the sounds of my own screams out of my head. So when I found myself settled into this beautiful home out here in Texas, for the first time in a long time, I felt comfortable and I felt safe. I had been traveling pretty frequently, you know, and it's like hotel after hotel or, you know, couch surfing at friends' houses. And here I was finally able to just feel relaxed. I would find solace just spending time by the ocean each day. I was rejuvenated and it was exactly what I needed. I ended up returning home to Tennessee. I spent three weeks all total here in the Lone Star State. And I just have to tell you, I just wasn't the same. I felt such a strong gravitational pull to this place. It's really difficult to explain, but Texas just did not seem to want to let me go. I I did the best I could, you know, getting back to business as usual. There are always a million things on my schedule, it seems. We held another very successful American Freedom Nurses Summit in Nashville at the end of April, and it was amazing. I got to, uh, of course, spend some time with our incredible group of uh, nurses, and then my absolute favorite hero physician, Dr. Richard Urso, came out for that event as well. You know, if there's one thing that I am most proud of, It is bringing so many of these amazing nurses together. Seeing the relationships that they have built and watching the way that they are inspired by support and love on one another has been the absolute greatest gift that has come from creating Nurse Freedom Network. I love those nurses fiercely. And I'm so proud of their courage. It has truly been the highest honor of my life to stand in this fight with them. Now, Jody O'Malley, who you know, your Friday host here on Nurses Out Loud, and my courageous sister, Nurse in Christ, she spent a few days with me uh, before heading back to Arizona. And while she was there with me, we both decided that it was time to take control back of something we had been putting on the back burner for far too long. 
our own health. You know, we made the commitment to being intentional, to making small changes and better choices every day. You might remember we had done a couple of uh, Facebook live videos and we live streamed right to the Nurses Out Loud page uh, about our journey and about the pact we made with one another. And that included just walking at least 30 minutes a day and not eating after sundown. That was all, just simple, small changes. And we were off to a great start. And the small changes were great, but I knew I was gonna have to step up my game a little bit, especially after Jody went home to Arizona and I didn't have her there to kind of like wake me up at the crack of dawn and say, okay, we're getting up and we're going walking. Um, so I knew I was going to have to do something, you know, pretty big in, in order to be successful. But, you know, I've become increasingly more concerned about my health over this past year. Obviously, I've just been under an incredible amount of stress and, and the uncertainty of everything, not knowing what the future holds, not having an income, um, you know, having these two organizations to run, uh, you know, trying to get my shows done for Nurses Out There's just a lot on uh, my plate and but it was it was really starting to take its toll on me and i watched as my weight crept up about 25 pounds since covid came on the scene my entire body has been racked with inflammation i had come off all of the biologics i was taking i had taken these for many many years to manage multiple autoimmune conditions that i have um, and they were injections and, you know, call me crazy, but I just no longer feel all that comfortable injecting myself with pharmaceutical products. But that has taken its toll as well. And, you know, some days even getting out of bed can be challenging. But it, and it just proves, you know, one thing that while it was managing my symptoms, it was managing my pain pretty well. Um, I have psoriatic arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, and I have psoriasis. It had cleared my skin completely for years. Um, and as I came off of it, I started, you know, to, um, to um, have flare-ups again. So it really just proved that, you know, we were never getting to the root cause of why any of this was happening. We were just slapping a Band-Aid on it. And that is so much why I want to focus on functional medicine, getting to the root cause of these issues and eradicating the source of them rather than just slapping a Band-Aid in the form of a pharmaceutical product that is in all likelihood going to cause us 10 more problems than the one we started with. I think we are all very much aware of that that is what is happening and it's happening over and over again. But you know, I wasn't eating right, I wasn't hydrating well, I wasn't sleeping as we talked about earlier. I would drink at minimum four to six double shot espressos a day. I mean, how long did I think I could sustain an average resting heart rate in the 140s? I knew that something had to give. I made the decision to detox my body. I wanted to implement these necessary changes to get myself on a path to improved health and healing. And that's when I knew what I needed to do. It just made sense for me to come back to a place where I had found so much peace. 
I thought that if anything, this would give me the greatest chance for success. And this is pretty much a Hail Mary pass. I mean, I'm 46 years old, you know, I'm in the middle of menopause. I know that's TMI, but it's, I mean, we're just, this is where we're at. Okay. So this was my Hail Mary pass. Um, if this wasn't going to do it, you know, I don't know that there's much hope out there. Right. So I made all of the arrangements. Um, I've come back here to Texas and I am focusing on some really long overdue self-care and just continuing my journey towards health and healing and working through so much of of the trauma that I had. And that's been really important to me. Um, I hadn't really done any type of therapy. I actually did one therapy session and I'm not, you know, against therapy. I think, you know, it does work uh, for a lot of people, but I just didn't, it it wasn't something that I really felt comfortable with for many reasons. Um, It's not that I don't want to deal with what happened um, it's just that I, I, I wasn't comfortable. Um, and that might, it's something I might revisit here in the future. But sometimes I find more healing in journaling or doing what I'm doing right now and talking to all of you. You know, I just, it's, it's pretty cathartic, but it, it, it helps, you know, it helps to heal and go through these things, to talk about things, to write about things. So that is definitely something I do recommend is journaling and talking to somebody. And it doesn't necessarily have to be um, a therapist, but just talk to a friend, somebody you trust. Don't bottle this stuff up inside. But people have asked me, you know, on this journey, like what does this consist of, this journey of health and, and healing? And other than, you know, what I'm doing, obviously with the trauma part of it, you know, I'm, I'm trying to address my nutritional issues. Um, so what I'm doing, I'm eating real food. What a novel concept, right? You know, I've always complained that I didn't have time for meal prep. I've said this for years. I felt like it was a waste of time to cook a meal for just me. But how absurd is that thinking? You know, I am absolutely worthy of a good nutritious meal. And, you know, not only that, but I am worthy of the time it takes to prepare it. And I think too often we forget that. But I'm continuing as well to be intentional with my walking. Every morning, first thing, I am out for a walk. Even though Jody's not here to get me up, I'm really proud of this. But I, I get up every morning, rain or shine, and I follow that up with afternoon and then evening walks. I usually will go for a combined total of three miles a day. And you know, it isn't much, but it's a start. I've replaced my morning double shot espresso with Cardio Miracle. And if you're not familiar with Cardio Miracle, it is, um, it provides essential nutritional support, uh, increases your vitamin D levels, increased blood flow and oxygen, insulin reception, uh, cellular health and reproduction, and just your overall cardiovascular health. It's really fantastic. Um, you can find some more information on that on my Substack. And of course, I'm doing um, the the root detox as well. I'm doing the Trinity, which I've been on. I've seen, you know, I recommend the Trinity for uh, all of my clients. And um, I see incredible results. And I thought, well, geez, if I just do this myself, you know, maybe it would work. So I'm actually starting to do that every day. I'm being intentional and I am uh, without fail doing my detox. So 
Um, and then, and again, if you need information on that, you can certainly uh, visit my Substack, and there is information there. Also, every single evening, without fail, I find myself back by the ocean. I am out there just filling my soul with this much-needed peace and serenity. You know, I grew up on the ocean. I grew up in Boston, Massachusetts, so I grew up around the ocean. And being in Tennessee for about the past 20 years now, uh, we are landlocked, of course. We have lakes, but there are no oceans. And it really steals my joy. I have to say, if there's one, I love Tennessee, but if there's one thing that I would change about that, it would be that I would be near an ocean. Um, so to say that I feel like God is calling me here to this place at this particular time, that would be a huge understatement for me to say. I'm at such peace here. And really, you know, Texas is going to be the last stand, so it really only makes sense. But through tragedy, through triumph, I continue to see God's hand in all of it. My blessings are coming in many forms. Most of them are coming from the kindness of those who have been placed on my path. Again, there are no coincidences. None of us have met by accident. We have all been perfectly positioned for such a time as this. By the divine design of the greatest architect there ever was or ever will be. Sometimes, for whatever reason, I have difficulty accepting the blessings. And I don't think so much it is that I don't feel worthy of them, but more so that I just don't want to be a burden to others. I never want to feel like I'm a burden to somebody. But I met a beautiful new friend here, and some of you may know her. She um, is a Norwegian journalist, Rebecca Misteregen. She's actually in Texas here shooting a documentary. And you know, big thanks to Dr. Urso again uh, for connecting us. We have spent quite a lot of time together. And if you follow my socials, you know what I'm talking about because you'll, you'll see all of our pictures um, from our adventures. But you know, I've, I've really enjoyed every bit of it and every bit of getting to know her. She's really amazing. But um, she recognized this in me almost immediately. We were having lunch one day and she looked me straight in the face and she said to me, accept the blessings that are yours. And in that moment, I realized that, you know what, she's right. This has been a recurring theme for me. And, you know, maybe it's time for me to do just that. I've always said, lead with your heart and the blessings will follow. And I've done this since the inception of Nurse Freedom Network and now with Remnant Nursing. And I will continue to be grateful for the many, many blessings that have come my way, but most especially for the blessing of friendship. America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio network. You can also listen on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps available on Apple, Android, or Alexa, 24-7, Great Talk Radio. All of our shows go to podcast the following day. You can hear them on apps such as Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, and many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show on Apple Podcasts for me. I'll catch you on the other side of this break. Stay with us. It's time and
Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com, seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait. We wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. 
MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. Welcome back to Nurses Out Loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton. Wherever you're listening from today and whatever you're doing, I thank you for giving me the gift of your time. Be sure to make AmericaOutloud.com your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part and share the stories, the articles, the podcasts, and videos so we can help secure America's future. Let's jump right back in. Now, if you're just joining us, we have been, I've just been sharing with you guys today some of my personal journey that I've been on these past several months, the trials and tribulations and how I'm working through them. So I want to back up a little bit and share a little bit more with all of you about my ex-husband. Now, as I mentioned during the first half of the show, he is in need of prayer for many reasons. But, you know, one of the reasons that I chose to extend so much grace to him as far as, you know, what repercussions he might potentially face is that several months ago, after the incident, of course, but um, in between now and then, his health started to very rapidly decline. He ended up being admitted to the hospital. He went in with chest pain and some shortness of breath, and um, he was given a diagnosis of a new onset congestive heart failure. And, you know, he was already in pretty poor health to begin with. Um, He had been dealing with COPD for many years. My husband, he's quite a bit older than myself. I'm 46, uh, he's 65, which isn't old, of course, by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, just keeping in mind, um, as I told you, he's, his alcoholism, which he has been dealing with for many, many years, and all of the physical ailments that come along with that lifestyle, as well as just being a smoker, again, for many years. So he just, he wasn't in the best of health. He was facing a significant amount of time in prison for these felony charges. And I knew that this would be a death sentence for him. It wasn't that I felt like he shouldn't face consequences for his actions. He absolutely should, and, and he has. But it was just that I didn't see the need to send him to prison. Because what purpose would that serve? It wouldn't take away my trauma. And that would still be there. And in all honesty, I felt like if he were to end up dying in prison, that this would only add to my trauma. I was no longer feeling threatened. He was living a good distance away by this point. And the terms of his bond included a GPS monitoring device. So I felt comfortable in not seeking such a severe punishment for him. I expressed this to the DA and to the judge presiding over the case, asking for leniency. And um, and due in large part to this, he was able to avoid a lengthy prison sentence. What I want for him, more than anything else, is I want for him to be able to live out the remainder of his life in peace and in sobriety. That means so much to me. 
So he ended up with um, time served and four years of probation. And for myself, I just wanted to close that chapter and try to move on in the best way that I could. Now, like I said, this was something that happened. I never imagined anything like this would happen. We had been together for, gosh, I mean, more more than a decade. I don't, I don't even know, 13 years maybe. And in all of that time, this man has never, never raised a hand to me. So it was quite the escalation um, to what occurred. Which again, I'm, I'm not going to go into the details, but um, it had never happened before. I don't know what led to that moment. He was obviously drinking. Um, I don't know. There may have been some other factors I- involved in that. I, I will never be able to understand it, but I wanted to put it behind me and just move on in the best way that I could. And I did remain in contact with him. Um, it was very minimal just because I wasn't that comfortable, you know, but, and it's taken me a while. Um, but given his new diagnosis, I offered to be his medical advocate. He would need one. And everyone deserves this. So I began accompanying him to doctor's appointments and to procedures speaking to nurses and physicians on his behalf, uh, advising him on what questions he should be asking and the best way to navigate this convoluted sick care system. Two weeks ago, I accompanied him for a bronchoscopy and they would end up doing a biopsy of a spot that they had found on his lung during a routine CT scan. The results would confirm what we had already suspected a malignant tumor in his lung. And the cancer has already progressed to stage four. Um, He had a PET scan done and that revealed that the cancer has metastasized to his liver, abdomen, throat, bone, and very likely his brain as well. The prognosis, as you might expect, is grim. His doctor is estimating that he has around three months. And if you know he were to add chemo and radiation, which is an option, you know it might add an additional three to six months at best, but it would not change the eventual outcome. He has opted uh, to at this time to decline any treatments at this point. Um, and just to instead focus on symptom management, including controlling his pain, which has been excruciating. As he continues to decline, he has decided that once he gets to a point where he is no longer able to care for himself, that he wants to enter hospice, inpatient hospice facility. So I'm here in Texas, he's back home in Tennessee, and If I can just tell you that I am fighting against every single instinct to go home to be with him. And as much as I believe that the incident was an isolated one, I just can't, I cannot put myself in a position of vulnerability like that again. I just can't. 
And that's difficult for me. I, I struggle sometimes with setting boundaries with people in my life. So interestingly, I was actually really good at that with my patients. But with my friends and family, I'm often just really putting myself in a position of discomfort to ensure that they are as comfortable as they can possibly be. And I recognize the pattern of that. It's definitely something that I'm working on, but I don't know. I think what bothers me more than anything is that sometimes people, it's like they don't seem very cognizant or even considerate of how I'm affected in certain situations. But, but again, that's just, I'm a work in progress, and aren't we all? I think that I am really still processing everything, and it definitely is a process. I'm trying to prepare myself mentally, emotionally, and spiritually to lose someone that I have loved for so long. And how do you prepare for that? We might no longer be together, but you know, he has been my person, my best friend for so long now, for so long that I barely remember what life was like before him. He was my second husband. I was married and divorced from my first husband, a textbook sociopath, compulsive liar, and a serial adulterer before I would hit 30. It would take me a multitude of episodes to tell that story, but I mention it only to offer the perspective of contrast. After suffering through the absolute horrors of my first marriage, God saw it fit to bless me with this amazing man. And he saved me in every imaginable way. He taught me how to love myself again because he loved me so incredibly well. Our marriage was definitely not without its flaws. And no matter how it ended, I'm blessed and I am so thankful for everything he has brought to my life. And I'll always be grateful. I'll never be sorry. My heart is broken. My heart is broken when I think about losing him. Because I will miss him so much every day. But I am joyous at what lies ahead for him. Because he is going to a place that we all yearn for. End of life can be a beautiful journey. It isn't easy. It can most certainly cause a fair amount of depression and anxiety, and it's okay to be afraid, but we don't need to be. We're not meant to live in a spirit of fear. In fact, the most frequent command in the Bible is do not be afraid. I'm not a hospice nurse, but working in the ICU, I was present at the bedside as many patients passed. And you know, there's something to be said for being able to provide comfort and compassion in a person's final moments. I believe hospice nurses are angels here on earth. I truly believe that. Death is a part of life. It comes for all of us eventually. Understanding what is happening goes a long way to decrease fear and anxiety, you know, not only for the dying person, but 
for you know family members and loved ones who might be providing comforting care as well. You know, so I did want to talk just a little bit about that. You know, end of life, it doesn't always look the same, right? Some people will pass quickly. Um, some will kind of linger in a near that death state for for several days. Um, but in general, you can break up the care that's needed for your your loved one into four categories. So there's like physical comfort, mental and emotional needs, spiritual needs, and then of course practical tasks. And you know the dying person may experience discomfort and irritation as death approaches. This can come in you know the form of pain. It could be difficulty breathing, um, fatigue. They sometimes will have issues with digestion, and then it gets to the point where they don't want to eat any longer. Um, and I will say you should never force um, force them to eat. Let them take what um, what they can, and, and don't force them to eat at that point. But and with pain, you know, it's always important to remember uh, that it is much easier to prevent pain than it is to relieve it. So that's always something you want to try to stay ahead of with pain medications. I used to try to impart that on my patients all the time. It is just so much easier to stay ahead of that. So if there have been um, you know, medications prescribed and those medications are not working to decrease the pain, um, then you, know, you can uh, ask the physicians. Don't ever be afraid to ask the physician uh, for a different medication if it's not relieving the pain. Now, if your loved one is having trouble breathing, you, know, you can try elevating their head. Uh, that can be helpful. Also opening a window and allowing some fresh air to come in the room. Uh, a humidifier is helpful. Turning on a fan even to circulate air, that helps to ease that feeling of breathlessness that they're experiencing. So a lot of times if you have like a COPD patient, you may wanna have a fan on and circulating the air in the room. It's, it's very, very helpful. But, you know, being, present is huge. Just sitting and talking to your loved one, reading to them, even just if they're still, you know, cognizant, just listening, listening to what they have to say and, and just being present, holding their hand, making a comfortable space for them. A lot of people, they don't, you know, you want to make sure that it's a, you don't want to overstimulate, so just, you know, quiet, maybe some beautiful music on a low setting, dim lights, and just be with them. Even in silence, just be with them and hold their hand. Let them know that they're not alone. I will say, you know, being a full-time caregiver, it can be both physically and emotionally exhausting. So if you are providing care for your loved one, don't be afraid to ask for help when it's needed. And more importantly than that, don't be afraid to accept assistance when it is offered. You have to ensure that you are taking care of yourself as well. It is very, very easy to become burnt out as a caregiver. So please, there are resources available. I'm going to put them in the show notes for you. If you are a full-time provider, ensure that you are taking advantage of these resources. But end of life is not easy, but again, it can be a beautiful, beautiful journey. We will not be spared pain, suffering, or hardship, but God will see us through to a glorious conclusion.
My husband has battled demons nearly his entire life. He struggled with alcoholism since he was just 10 years old. But soon he will be free from all his earthly burdens. And he will rest in the comfort of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that provides me with a peace that surpasses all understanding. Whether or not we realize that he has been given a beautiful and rare gift. Not everyone is afforded the opportunity to say their goodbyes. To tell those individuals who have impacted their lives so greatly how much they have truly meant to them. A chance to right our wrongs and make peace with ones we may have hurt along the way. I pray that he finds some solace in that. I know that my husband is listening right now because he listens to my show every week. He is my biggest fan and a constant supporter. In fact, if not for his support and encouragement, I would not be here today walking in my purpose and calling. I've been in healthcare since I was 19. I worked as a clinical medical assistant, but I wanted to be a nurse since I was just two years old. It truly was my lifelong dream. It was my husband who would encourage me to finally turn that dream into a reality. We had been together for about, I guess it was about two years at that point. And I just remember him saying to me, you know, this is all I've heard from you since we got together, that you want to be a nurse. Stop talking about it and do it. And I had all the normal fears, you know, all of the typical excuses. It was going to be too hard. I'm too old. How was I going to work full time and take on the heavy load of a nursing program? But he continued to encourage me. He looked at me and he believed that I could achieve anything. And little by little, I began to see myself through his eyes. And it was a long road, but he stood by my side every step of the way. And none of it, none of it would have been possible without his love, support, hard work, and sacrifice. I don't know if he will ever truly understand what it has meant to me that he not only encouraged me to finally chase down my dream, but that he had stood behind me through all of it and with minimal complaint. Now, let me just tell you, I was not the easiest person to deal with. I was stressed out. I was sleep deprived. I was manic. I was an overachiever. Um, nursing school was no picnic for any of us. And there were days I could barely stand to be around myself. But he was there every step. Minimal complaint. So every accomplishment that I've made and every accomplishment that I will make in the future, they are not mine alone. I share them with him. He earned them right along me, with me. He earned every one of them. And I will be forever grateful to him. And there's truly nothing more fulfilling than walking in your calling. Through my husband's struggles, He's confided in me many times that he felt as if his life was without purpose. But let me tell you, without my husband's perseverance and encouragement, 
there would be no nurse freedom network, no remnant nursing. And I certainly wouldn't be your host here on Nurses Out Loud. So perhaps his purpose was to elevate me to mine. There are no coincidences. None of this is accidental. We are all connected. I love this quote from Mitch Album from the book, The Five People You Meet in Heaven. There are no random acts. We are all connected. You can no more separate one life from another than you can separate a breeze from the wind. That's so true. As I sign off for today, I am going to forego my usual outro, and I want to leave you with this song. And don't worry, I'm not going to sing it. We're going to play it. <laughs> um, but it has really given, given me so much peace and comfort during this time. And I hope that it will resonate with others who are going through a similar season. I thank each and every one of you for listening today and for, for being a part of this journey with me. I'm incredibly blessed. And I thank you for being a part of it. This is Nurses Out Loud, and I'm your host, Nurse Kimberly Overton. And you can find me here every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. Until next time, be safe, be well, and God bless. for help You know what it's like to be tired and only a shell of yourself You start to believe You don't have what it takes Cause it's all you can do just to move much less finish the race But don't forget what lies ahead Almost hope Brother, it won't be long Soon all your burdens Will be gone With all your strength Sister, run, run, run free Hold up your head Keep running This road will be hard, but we win in the end, simply because of Jesus in us, it's not it, but when, so take joy in the journey, even
brought heaven to us Make no mistake, there's still more to come When our flesh and our bone are no longer between Where we are right now and where we're meant to be It's time.